Hello everyone, you are listening to Express Yourself with your host Cindy and Sika. In this podcast, we want to talk all about our favourite medium, books. We will be talking about books across all genres and topics from the perspective of two young black women living in London. So Sika, how have you been? How's your week been? Um, yeah, it's been good quiet i think i was just really happy to find out there's a bank holiday that i had yeah. no idea so that was like a win-win for me <laughs> yeah always, it's always good when there's a bank holiday especially after christmas it's been such a long period since we've had like yeah. a national holiday yeah yeah and also i don't think i've been paying attention to bank holidays like they don't make a difference when you're at uni oh but yeah now- that's so true yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, now so, when yeah, you work, was... start working, you're like, oh my gosh, bank holiday. Bank holiday, so yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, true. I'm, I'm going to look up the next one so I know when it's coming, yeah, in case things go back to normal as well. Yeah, that's true. Have you booked any time yes. off or are you just having the bank holidays off? Um, I don't know yet. Um, mm. Yeah, I like to save my holidays. Yeah, me too. I, I think I usually I'm so used to like saving them for like when we go on holiday in like August time so yeah, I'm not used to using yeah. them up around now anyway because I know some people yeah. are like oh get the most out of your bank holidays and some people have got like 12 or 16 days off because they've booked it really right and timed it really yeah. well but yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. but yeah so um, what about what have you? you? Uh, I've been okay it's been um, a stressful week um just dealing with work, workflows, tired, mm-hmm. family stuff, just the usual, really. My dad got the vaccine, actually, on Saturday. Really? So he's the yeah. parent family? Yeah, he's the first one in our family to get it. And he was so sick on Monday and Sunday. Yeah, Sunday really? and Monday, he was really, he was so ill. Like, my dad is the type of person, even if he's sick, like, he always gets his free jab every year. He doesn't like yeah. getting ill because he thinks it's an inconvenience and he can't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those like rise and grind Twitter tap people like working every day like nonstop, yeah. and um yeah so to see him actually knocked out by this was actually quite pretty strange I've never really seen my dad sick like that in a long yeah. long time yeah wow yeah but you know actually I was reading this article about vaccines and actually what they say mm. is that vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID oh. it's from getting the severe form of COVID that will get you hospitalized. Yeah. I think maybe that's where there's the mismanagement of expectations from people. Mm, that's so true. People saying, oh, they got the vaccine, but they still got ill, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, that's so true. And you know when people are like, oh, back in the day, it was just a cold. It's just like a normal flu, common flu, yeah. common cold. <gasps> the way my dad was, nah. It wasn't, no. it's actually, yeah, like, he's lucky that he's gotten the vaccine now, because if he did catch COVID, it probably would have really affected him. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about our favourite books that have been adapted into films and just the whole genre of film adaptions in general. Um, yeah. We watched two films so basically, Seek and I have read a lot of books and we've watched a lot of films, but not a lot of them have like coincided. So we decided to like focus this episode on two books called Beloved um, by Toni Morrison and The Kite mm-hmm. Runner. And yeah, so we watched those. And I think we'll start talking first about 
what you thought about Beloved. How did you find the book? What? How did you find the story and everything and the way in which Tony Morrison writes? Um, I think at first I struggled to read um, and understand Tony Morrison. And maybe it's because I was trying to read it so quickly. Mm. But just distinct writing style. It reminded me of the time when I first read um, Maya Angelou's um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Okay. So like it's this mm. complex sentence structure where you don't just read it and like get what she's saying, <laughs> get high, but you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But on the hindsight, I think that's what that's what, that's what makes the book. Like she goes into so much detail. Like she does, yeah. Live in the characters' heads. Like that's just a how she is not like a a, um, a world renowned author. I I don't know. Uh, she she kind of is. It's kind of debatable, but like yeah. more African American, like American literature, she is pretty well known. Yeah, very famous. Yeah, um, yeah. I I I agree with you. What you said about her writing style is quite is very unique, very distinctive. For me, Toni Morrison is like an uphill battle. You need to. It's like a really steep hill. You really work hard at it to get to the top. But once you get to the top, it's glorious. I yeah. Don't know. Like her, yeah. her writing at the start. It can be quite inaccessible and a bit boring, and if mm. you if you don't push yourself to get further, you I think a lot of people quit early on. Yeah, but once you get there and you understand what's going on, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely an amazing book. Like, mm-hmm. it's got so many things going on. Yeah, it does. Also, the fact that she 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 got the idea, and I I don't always read the foreword from the author. But yeah. this time she got the idea from I think Margaret Bucks or something. Oh, who's that? She, yeah, it's, it's, she got the, the the idea of the book mm-hmm. of um killing her kids, except the actual person killed one of her, her daughter just oh. before. Yeah, yeah, the the, the whole basic plot. So. Mm-hmm. That was quite interesting that she only had that small scoop of it. She was an editor before she became an author. She was writing and editing, but editing was a job. And she got the idea from that particular experience before she quit. Mm. Um, and for her to take that one small aspect of the, the, the that woman's trauma yeah. and turn it into this flamboyant story with all the other things going on, I thought it was amazing. It is. I think I've heard it's quite. it was quite common, I think. I'm not sure if I'm wrong, but like women, like during like the civil, like slavery period in America, they actually yeah. did try and like sometimes they would kill their children because they didn't want them to live the same lives in which they had, knowing yeah. the harsh realities of it. So I think it's it's a little bit more common than we'd like to think. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's I think it's it's the fact that she explores so many things, not just about slavery, but like. About the human mind. Yeah, it is. Such a, uh, it's, such a, it's, it's just so complex and it's not simple. Like even no. the whole idea, like we could, you, on, a, on, a, on a moral standpoint, we can't really, it doesn't make sense to us, but it made sense to people at that time. And I think she captured that really well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And also, guys, just as a warning, there's probably going to be a lot of spoilers. So if you don't want Ooh, to, yeah. to listen to any spoilers about Beloved, you can skip this until we start talking about the kite, the kite runner. But yeah. Um. So what did you like? So obviously you've already talked a lot about what you liked about the book. What did you not like about the book, Beloved? 
is there anything that you had any points of issue with or you think could have been explained better um i feel like all my issues with the book disappeared after i watched the film okay okay i had more in the sense that like the the issues i have more were with the film than with the book i think i got absorbed by the book yeah 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 his heads um I, I i guess maybe what i didn't like is the fact that like i don't know for you was beloved real or was she like uh an, an, an incarnation of of uh like a a, a manifestation mm. of Seth's traumas because for me in the book it's not really clear i'm like is she real or is she not real for me i felt like even though she may not have been physically real, she was real yeah. because she had such an effect on someone. So she literally was there, essentially, in my opinion. Yeah, okay, that's that's a good way of looking at it. Because if you think yeah. about Denver, mm-hmm. as well, is almost, it's just that traumatizes her mom, not to the same extent, but like in a different yeah. way. Yeah. And they've been living such an isolated life. Mm-hmm. Makes sense that they both experience this thing that's not real at the same time exactly yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah oh gosh that that, that goes to show that. how good a job she did though if, if she's got us confused whether she was real or not <laughs> exactly yeah and it just shows you how how i don't know how like powerful trauma is and how it can literally change your fact that like everything like your material existence the fabric of reality mm. for you do you know what i mean yeah. so yeah, that was good. The only thing I'd say about the book, which I didn't really like, was kind of like that that uphill battle. But I think yeah. that uphill battle to experience it as a reader, you also get to experience some kind of like discomfort, some kind of pain, some kind of, I don't know, just feeling that, like struggling yeah. to get to grips with it also. It just gives you a little bit of a sense of what this person, like the protagonist went through. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the film. What did you think about the film? What did you like? What did you dislike? Let's start with what you liked about the film. Um, I think I liked uh, the fact that it was so... The film was really long, but I think that's what allowed the film... Like, there wasn't... It was told the way the... Like, you could you could follow with the book. You knew what to expect and stuff like that. And, yeah. like, usually they change films and they, they there's obviously some omissions because there's just too much you can't put that whole book into one film there's just so many things but I think I like the fact that like although it was long there was no point where I was bored yeah mm-hmm. yeah what did you think I don't know yeah I agree with you I, I yeah it was pretty long film I remember that I remember yeah. I liked the film to an extent because it felt kind of similar to how I'd imagined the book anyways Like the feeling of the film was a little bit similar, even though there were some things I didn't particularly like and I found really strange and weird. Like some of the scenes, I hadn't imagined them the way that they were played out in the film. Is there there any that were as accurately as you had um, pictured them? Uh, I think I imagined Denver like how they portrayed in the film. Oh, okay. Okay. What For me, baby yeah. sucks. Okay. Yeah. 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 Baby yeah. sucks was quite. I literally, I imagined as this short old woman with grey hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that was that was that film. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I I thought it was okay. The film. I think it could have done better, but yeah. 
Yeah. What do you, what did you not like about it? Um, I think that it doesn't do a good job at capturing the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, for example, when Paul D comes back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Oprah in the film. Yeah. Like, that's the, the, yeah. the first. And also, the other thing, actually, before I forget, is that um, do you remember? Maybe because you, you the, the, the space between when you read it and you watched it was so big, you wouldn't have picked up on it. But, like, the lines in the book, they are so distinct, like, especially at the beginning, like, they're literally mm. out of the book. Mm. Mm. So it was a bit weird for me. Maybe it's because I, I read it the day, finished reading it the day before I watched it. So the lines and everything were still, like, quite vivid in my mind, but it was exactly the same. Mm, and, mm. and that made me judge the film a bit more because then I was expecting the same degree of emotion I was expecting when I when I read it and I was imagining it in my head, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, true. Maybe on the emotion side, like it was lacking. Yeah, I agree, but I feel like in general, films tend to lack in that, anyways, because the way in which films, for me anyway, immerse you in in a story is a lot yeah. less. Um, I don't know. There's feel like it's less it's harder to capture the emotion it's harder to capture the feel and i guess because someone's directed the film they've already kind of put their own feelings and how they've perceived the story was it's quite different to how you have as well and how you how, like the journey you felt throughout the book yeah so yeah. i think that's why it translates a bit differently and awkwardly sometimes on the thingy on the note on um thinking on directors do you think that because, like, I remember when 12 Years a Slave came out. I don't know yeah. if there's a thing for 12 Years a Slave. I don't know. There is, yeah. There is. Yeah. Um, people were talking about the fact that, like, the movie was so different from every other similar movie that we'd watch because it portrayed, like, it was so, it, like, the trauma was just, it was just so, so much more brutal mm. than scene and then people start drawing parallels with the fact that actually the director I think he's actually a black person mm-hmm. probably would have been more aligned to um portray the trauma in a different way mm, okay yeah because you're a white person who, so maybe who directed I beloved Was I don't it? know I don't know oh, that is something we definitely should have should have definitely should have researched. Up, yeah. yeah, maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe the person who directed the film as well, their own kind of, like, positionality kind of jumped out, and that's why you felt like yeah. there wasn't as much emotion in it as there could yeah. have been. Oh, okay, so Beloved was directed by a white man, so. <laughs> but to be fair, Beloved is a really still. complex book. To, like, make into a film... Like, it's quite hard to capture a lot yeah. of it. And even, like, when if people, like, just watch the film without ever reading the book, you think, this book, this film is just super weird. You just think it's so yeah. strange. You wouldn't even it's get really what's going strange. on. It's really strange. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so strange. The foot, Like, imagine just watching the film by itself. You'd be like, what the, what the hell am I watching? So yeah. I, I'll give him that. Like, it's, it is quite a difficult film to book to, to make into a film. To re- represent... It is, yeah. 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 I thought some of the scenes with, like, Beloved were just a bit too much, like, too strange. Like, stranger than it felt like it wasn't, like, I felt like they were a bit more, 
dramatic with how they presented Beloved in the film than in the book. Yeah, I think it was too over the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It made it kind of comical at times. Yeah, I think maybe it goes back to the emotion side of things. Mm. You had to dramatize it to maybe trying to over-dramatize to sort of kind of like portray the real emotion as opposed to focusing on the emotion and less so on the action or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That, that whole film feels quite surreal at some points. <laughs> yeah. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange thing. But overall, yeah. what did you think about, um, like, how good of a representation it is of the book? Do you think it's, it's done a good job in general? Do you think its yeah. flaws outweigh the good points or the good points outweigh the flaws? I think the good points are, are definitely outweigh the flaws because mm-hmm. the maybe if it wasn't so long, but at the same yeah. time so long, you wouldn't be able to step up so much from the, the, the film, mm-hmm. from the book, sorry, into the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I definitely think it was, it, it was quite good. It was quite, yeah. I still... I watched it and finished it without feeling like I was going to fall asleep, yeah? Mm, that's pretty good. Yeah, for a three-hour film and me, yeah? I'm the kind of person who said, let's watch your film, and then in 20 minutes I'll be snoring. So, so that's me as well. That's, I'm yeah. also the same. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so, yeah, I think we, I think we both agree. I think the, the good points of the film outweigh the bad. And I'll definitely recommend others to watch as well. But I, yeah. I think I'd recommend you to read the book first and then watch yeah. the film. Yeah. yeah, and once you get through the first chapter, like, it will set the... the, the when you, when you take, take your time with the first chapter and mm-hmm. just as you go and just, you know, even yeah. if it's just keep going. Yeah, just, just keep going up that hill. Trust me, when you get to the point... The view is going to be beautiful. Amazing, yeah. 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 Literally, that's the perfect analogy of that book, yeah. But also in, in, in the sense that, like, Toni Morrison is all, is all about, um, she, 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 she's written about something that's so old. It's so far mm-hmm. back in the future. But she also tries, I think it's, it, it's still relevant now. Mm. Yeah, it's it is. To see the parallels, yeah. So I think that's it what is. makes as well yeah it is it is and it's like it's quite interesting because like this theme of like mothers killing their children has like yeah. existed for so long but in like contemporary society we don't really get many of those stories much because in um like ancient greek in, in ancient greece um mm. there's this like ancient greek myth of this woman called medea and she kills her children out of spite but like you still get that same theme like of a mother killing children and it's like in today you don't even see stories or myths about yeah. that like it's so it's just not talked rare. about at all yeah people make it seem like it's really extremely rare which it probably is very rare but like that whole idea that mothers can kill their children and that 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 motherly instinct isn't so strong all the time it's quite interesting yeah. that we don't really explore those issues much anymore or like the idea yeah. of that was like i don't know in the past it was more easily explored or readily explored um, yeah. yeah it's quite interesting yeah i think it's quite scary though like what did you like set that as, as a character like her instinct when um mm-hmm. she, she saw was it the school teacher i can't remember what it was called um mm-hmm. 
first instinct was, I need to kill my kids. Like, that's just... Like, I'm like, how much trauma did you go through for you to get to that point? Like, I can't even... A lot. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I just... I, I wouldn't even know how you would do it. But I think if you suffered a lot, you just don't want that for your kids. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. To her, it made sense because you're saying that she's taking her kids to a place where they mm. will find rather than them living yeah. uh, in hell on earth. Exactly. I can definitely yeah. see the logic of that because I wouldn't want that. I don't even want to have kids now because I'm like, this world is trash. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, I don't want to have kids because I don't want to bring them into a world where there's like environmental problems. That's capitalism racism sexism homophobia everything like and it's so pronounced and then you also have to deal with so much as well living in a yeah. capitalist world is incredibly hard mm. i personally but don't even want to bring kids though, into that funny enough though i think the world is both ugly and beautiful at the same time yeah yeah it's, it's, I, it's such a weird thing so it's, it's a weird binary there's so many horrible and dark things about the world, but there's also so many things about the world. There is, but I just think yeah. sometimes the dark... I Personally, for me, I wouldn't yeah. want to put anyone else through this. Like, I'm not saying I've had a hard life. Oh, yeah. What I've experienced is bad. No, not at all. Like, I think I've had a really good life and privilege, and there's been some really good points. But some of yeah. the things I've experienced, like, it's just like, you can't put it into words, like... I don't know. I know all humans experience like existential dread and stuff, but like mm. for me, some of that is just too much. Like I can't imagine raising ch- a child and thinking mm, you're gonna feel some existential dread soon or in the future. It's yeah, it's, it's coming, <laughs> and you have to live in a capitalist world and feel all this annihilation, alienation. Like it's just, I just, I just think it's too much. I wouldn't yeah. wanna. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. That's why yeah, I don't well, Belava's world was way worse than that. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I see why she, she did what she did. Oh, Seth, sorry. I said Belava. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was... Also, the other thing I wanted to say is, um, I think uh, on, on Tony, the, the, the main goals that Tony Morrison always had was to portray mm-hmm. African-Americans in a more balanced way. Yes to get the abolitionist narrative to the end of slavery and stuff mm-hmm. but there's enough talk about people running away mm-hmm. uh, rebellions and stuff like that and I feel and we're actually led to believe it's not like people are just sitting and waiting to be safe people are actually even when they're being shipped to the Americas they're jumping off boats because they're yeah exactly mm-hmm. what did you think about the kite runner did you like it yeah yeah, I really like the book. Um, I like his writing style. Mm. I've never mm. been able to put it, because I've read A Thousand Splendid Sons as well. Okay, yeah. I haven't read that one yet, so no spoilers, please. Yeah, yeah, oh, you should read that. I think you'd like that one too. Mm. Um, it's, I, I, I don't know what it is about his writing style, but it's just so easy going to read. Like, even it is. Like, no, imagining what's happening. Like, I forget that I'm actually reading. I, yeah, I agree. It's, it's like his writing style is, is so easy to immerse yourself in this world. Like yeah. I, when I first started reading, I was thinking, oh, am I really going to like feel gripped by reading about like Afghanistan in the 1970s? Like the whole setting yeah. was really strange to me. It was very different from 
my own normal reality and what I'm used to. So I thought, yeah. oh, okay, maybe I'm not really going to like this book because it's just a really different environment for me to get used yeah. to and everything culturally as well. But yeah, you're right. His writings are so easy. It's literally like breathing. And it's yeah. so easy to get through. It's like very yeah, accessible. Yeah. Um, yeah, like even the way he writes like, like certain scenes and wait, he like describes landscapes was really really nice like I didn't oh, even know yeah yeah actually I remember that quite well I remember the the setting when he was describing the house mm-hmm. where the house created where um mm-hmm. and who else so oh, good I forgot the characters names no Hassan and Amir Amir yeah yeah, yeah. Hassan and Amir yeah. I just yeah, combined like... their names together <laughs> <laughs> But he, he was so descriptive, even, like, in terms of, like, the way they looked, the way they were dressing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Good. Actually, Toni Morrison does tips back to, like, Beloved as well. She's quite vivid in her descriptions. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah, but yeah. He, he did a good job as well. Yeah. I liked the way he gave the character so much depth. Like, Amir has so much depth in that book, like, being a child and trying to deal with his own problems with his dad, his relationship with mm. his dad, and also trying to deal with, like, the bad things he's done. I thought they did that quite well. However, um, I also didn't like this, like, redemption narrative that they had going oh, on. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like the whole, everything about the book. But Except for I, the redemption. Yeah, I just, I just feel like... I it's too simple. Yeah. It makes it too easy. I get what yeah, you mean. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I feel like Amir is so much more complex than that. I don't think something that you did as a child, which was probably really bad, should really haunt him as much as he did, as it did. It, it maybe could have been portrayed in a more complex, in a, in a more, in more depth, basically. Yeah, than... I agree. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it definitely could have. Um, what I also really liked about the book was I enjoyed hearing about the, a little bit about the political context of Afghanistan because I didn't really know mm. much about it. So that kind of like spurred me on to do just a little bit more research and yeah. like kind of understand, okay, what's kind of been happening and why Afghanistan is where it is now. Is there anything about the book you didn't like as well? But yeah, I also didn't really like the lack of depth and rawness with Amir's marriage to his wife oh yeah 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 i just thought like oh it just didn't even really explore that like it was so str- like i understand the reason why it would have been a really good theme to go into actually yeah like it would have because it like is, yeah she didn't even have like maybe it's just me being weird but i feel like amir and hassan yes they were like brothers but like mm. that sense that that emotion of like a relationship could should have translated into what he had with his wife because obviously he married his wife just before Baba died so obviously he was feeling very vulnerable and probably very alone in um, America Mm. but personality is wise as well it just it just felt like he treated the marriage relationship as not really crucial to how he forms like having relationships with men is very important but the way in which he had a relationship to a woman the only woman in this story it just lacks so much depth. He has way more depth with like Baba's friend, the he's uncle. Far, his dad. His dad. Yeah. He has. There's more depth explored with that. There's even more depth explored with the dad's friend. I can't remember the the man's name. Yeah. And with Hassan uncle and Hassan. Something. 
yeah and Hassan and his own father they have that relationship that feeling that bond but with the wife it was just so bland so bland yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I think maybe you're right that's probably um I, I never paid that much attention to it when I was um reading it but I do remember mm-hmm. like from even just trying to remember I don't really remember much about like his no. wife no like it shouldn't be the case because it was such a huge point a huge um what's it called a huge a a mark of transition in the book like yeah yeah yeah. it was definitely like we should have seen how his wife played the role like how she worked with his personality and dealing with him feeling very alone when he doesn't have any family really in america But we just see especially because of... they moved across the world as well. Exactly, she should yeah. have been. She would have dealt, helped him deal with his traumas, his struggles, his guilt. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, she would have definitely with someone who's carrying so much weight. She definitely would have definitely been the person who was more. I don't know. They would have had more closeness. But the mm. only thing that she had was that she ran away with some guy when she was young. Do you remember? Or and maybe, that's why she couldn't find a marriage suitor. Or maybe um, what, uh, what's his name? The author, Khaledi Hosseini, was trying to do was to show that um, he had distanced his wife. He kept her at a distance. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He drew a, 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 an invisible line in their yeah. relationship. She never, yeah. like, kind of, like, she knew never to ask him. It sets this weird precedent, I feel like, in, like, relationships between men and women that there's some things like men are not going to be fully there like they're going to mm. be in it it's yeah. but not really in the marriage it's like you just want to have a partner for the sake of having a partner a partner yeah just yeah because it's something you do and i feel like there's lots there's a lot of people they just do things in relationships because it's something that you do but you actually yeah. really connect to this person is this really who you are like it's just it was so weird yeah. to me and yeah. like she's the yeah. only proper female character we have in the book so she is oh my goodness yeah, yeah. the mom is there uh, too. his mom died as well so yeah his mom died exactly that's why i was like i was quite disappointed like this is our first proper like introduction of him like narrating a woman and and it was just quite poor in my opinion yeah um, you know i agree i agree so, but maybe that's just the way he writes women, and he just you know how some men just men can't sometimes they can't write women. But in a thousand splendid well. sons, it's a little bit different. So oh, okay, hmm. okay, then I should stop <laughs> my critique and read that and see how he represents <laughs> women in that. Yeah, um, but yeah, and also another thing I didn't really like, or oh, there's a lot of things I didn't really like, but there's a lot I did as well. Is yeah. that it focused too much on what was wrong with Afghanistan? Like rather than the good, yeah. Rather than the good, like culturally, I got some references. Like I know what thank you now is in like mm. what language do they speak? Uh can't remember them. Languages, isn't there? Pardon? Isn't there two different languages? In Afghanistan. I think so. Because in, in yeah, because uh, Amir and Hassan are two different ethnic groups. If I'm not, if, if I'm, if, if I think I'm, they are, yeah. But I think they still speak the same language anyway. Did they? Because they called um, before he was raped. They called him a certain word. I thought I thought that was a different. Or am I making things up in my head? I, I thought that was just the name of his ethnic group. A Hazara, oh. Hazara, but I don't think it was the name Hazara, of the language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. Okay, okay. 
Um, yeah, like learning certain words, like thank yous, like tashako or something like that. And I really yeah. found it interesting and like how they just describe the food and like mm. lamb kebabs, kebab, kebab. And they just referenced a little bit of the poetry, which I didn't really know about at all, like, which was quite interesting or like, per- but there was a lot of references as well to like Persian literature and Persian history a little mm. bit, but not okay. really exploring like Afghanistan, like Afghanistan like the culture culture. yeah not there wasn't much of that um even the history they could have delved in a bit more i know it's like an entryway to explore when you study in school you probably study the context but there wasn't enough good stuff about it yeah and also especially because we are reading that's the first that's the first book that was set in afghanistan for me that that i ever read yeah. Also, I've got so many stereotypical images of I'm bombarded enough <laughs> by the news. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Images of um, Afghanistan. I think maybe what he did well, like you said, was the landscaping and yeah. stuff like that. Did a lot more work to take me personally, my mind, away from those mm. images I used to see of Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, it would have been great if it, was be- it went beyond the war-torn Afghanistan and the country yeah. that we know. Yeah, I think so too. It definitely would have been. Um, yeah. So should we move on to the film? What did you think about the film? Um, I don't. I don't think the film captivated me as much. Mm. Yeah. Um, and also it maybe it goes to the. How long was the film? I can't remember. The film is so long. It's like two hours. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah. Being that long. Maybe well. I was expecting everything in the book to go into the film. That's why. <laughs> I, uh, I think they did fit quite a bit in. Um, yeah. Actually, what what did you think? Because you you've you've read both, um, uh, and watched the film. So you've watched the film and read the book. In uh, I thought the film was good because it brought a lot of the landscapes to life. That. Life, yeah. It was like very visually sumptuous, like everything oh, okay. it just looks so really like really pretty some of the scenes especially with like yeah. the mountains and the, the lakes uh, yeah. I thought it was really nice um and it was accessible version to the story if you didn't get a chance to read it I think if you just read watch the film you would have got the gist of the, the book and kind of mm. the idea of it but I didn't really like the film I think a lot of the scenes that were incorporated in the film didn't really translate very well in um yeah. in a film like there was just that pomegranate scene i'm not sure if you remember it where um after amir and hassan haven't been talking for a while as young kids after hassan has been raped yeah um amir is still quite angry with hassan so he just throws pomegranates at hassan it's like why aren't you defending yourself and then um hassan grabs the pomegranate and hits his head with it and it's like is this mm-hmm. what you want you just want to see me hurt i can't remember exactly what was going on but they had that in the film and it was just so weird like it just seemed so like i don't know like it didn't really capture the emotion of what the kids were feeling um, i think it goes back to what we're saying about beloved though because we're saying that um yeah. uh the the, the 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 films don't really capture things yeah the emotion to the same the weight of the words to the same extent yeah that's true that's true but, but i can I think also think love, 
Beloved did better just because the acting was actually better. You have Oprah. Yeah. So yeah. The acting yeah. was actually stronger and in that film. And Tandy Newton. Danny Glover, like, yeah. Yeah, the acting was actually stronger in that one. So maybe that's why yeah. I thought it was better. Yeah, slightly. Slightly, I think it was better. And and, and towards the end, Beloved gets better. Yeah. Like, maybe it was a, a, fun, a, 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 a budgeting issue with Kite Runner. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it was even a budget initially because the kite runner did really well. It's a very successful novel. Like they got the yours has how, got so how, much. What are money. the ratings on the film? Uh the film was actually quite like average good. So yeah, yeah, oh, okay. average good. So I just I just had a lot of problems with the film. I just thought it just like so much depth. Didn't like the way See, that's that's what I meant the, as well when I when I said it, it didn't captivate me as much. No, it just felt like you were just watching something in another world basically and it's just i don't know it just felt like it felt like a, a documentary turned into a film kind, kind of, of yeah it just felt very like it's not a real i just thought they tried to incorporate too many scenes from the movie from the book into the from movie the yeah, yeah and i didn't like that i did like it's very cheesy trope but like having flashbacks between present and past it just Oh. <laughs> the book is not even set that way just don't do it it's yeah. just jarring it's i just don't yeah. like that yeah. i really didn't like yeah. that and um yeah it just felt like hmm, just felt flat really flat the whole film compared to the book as well because the book takes you on this journey of empathy and yeah intrigue and all, all sorts of things yeah. um when um thinking mm-hmm. his dad out to America and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then in the film it doesn't it just doesn't do it justice. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I clearly remember the point when I watched the film because I remember it came out and I was like, oh my God, Kite Runner. I was so excited. I hyped it up so much with my head. <laughs> yeah. When I sat down to watch it, I was like, maybe you will get better. But mm-hmm. I felt I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, it's still okay. It, it, it's okay, but yeah. it just pales in comparison to the book. Yeah, I think if you haven't read the book, you'd be satisfied with the film. I think I'd be bored, I can't lie. You'd be bored? In the film, they felt there was no motivation to continue with the story. I felt like we weren't convinced as, like, the viewers to really be invested in it. Well, I wasn't invested in it. If I'd just oh, okay. seen the film alone, I would have been like, oh, that's some... <laughs> or in book, you know. And know. also maybe because um it's set in a very different place to where we know like films, the most films that we watch mm. are West and stuff, it, someone is less likely to watch the film anyway. And also yeah. as captivating, probably think, hmm, let me just switch for something else. Yeah, that's true. Unless if you're forced to watch it, there's nothing else to watch, I feel like then you would enjoy it, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was reading some of the comments online about like reviews of the film, mm. and so many parents were outraged that the film was rated PG thirteen, PG twelve, <laughs> sorry, and yeah. it should have been they were like it should have been fifteen or sixteen. Is it fifteen? That's like the next. I think it's fifteen, fifteen, yeah. fifteen, and then eighteen. Common. Yeah, so they said, oh, it should have been rated fifteen because. The idea of, um, oh, also, I just remembered what I also really didn't like about the book. Yeah. This is like one of the main things with the redemption arc thing. I didn't like that. I just thought. Yeah. But yeah. Um, 
maybe it's just me being bad the idea that you can just ignore <laughs> guilt i don't know <laughs> um, but i don't think that type of guilt always should dictate that much in your life but anyways the fact that has we'll never know until you experience that same level of guilt that's true yeah that's true yeah i guess i can speak from a privileged privileged position but um the fact that Hassan's son was raped by the same man his father was, I thought that was just such an awful, awful thing to continue. Like, why? Yeah, that was quite dark. That was and so dark. His grew and he, has, he was a bit more remorseful, right? Because Hawaii, what, what reason did he have? Well, he probably had reasons, like conflict-based, politicized reasons to still dislike Hassan. Yeah, but like... But still, why did it have to be Hassan's son? Like, um, I know yeah. that maybe that because that boy, the guy who raped Hassan, the little boy who raped Hassan, is older. Maybe he saw that that little boy was Hassan's son. He could tell biologically that they were related. But yeah. still, like, having that there was just so strange to me. It didn't make sense to me that that he'll just continue. Like, if he was going to be raped, he should have just been raped by another person, not the person who raped his father too. Same rapist. I thought it was just so weird. It's interesting. We should find out the stats on how common that is. I don't think it's common at all. (laughs) I think think it might be. It might be because most people are raped by family members or women, I know. So it's most likely to be a family member or someone you actually know than just a random person. Yeah, it's it's like intergenerational. It's the same, like generations but like it's just it was just awful i just thought it was just having that continuity was just weird and then now he just he's he'll redeem himself by saving hassan's son because he couldn't save hassan when hassan was being raped i just thought it was just too easy it was was just too simple it was just like yeah "Mm, okay this is not how you actually deal with redemption and guilt when you're an adult most times you're not gonna have that happen again so. They should have made it a bit more realistic, I think, because it's yeah. that far fetched. I completely forgot that he, he I may mean, saved uh, Hassan's son. I remember him going yeah. into the, the gate and stuff like that. Even yeah. in the film, me, that's when I was reading that, I was so scared. But in the film, it didn't invoke that same. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I remember, yeah, when he went back to um, Afghanistan to, to yeah. Kabul and he was there and, and he had his fake beard on. And you're like yeah. really scared and terrified that he was gonna get caught, and then he did get caught, and you're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> Again, you put, he captured that feed, those like that emotion really well, and it took well, us on that journey yeah. really, really well. It was just some of the plot stuff was just not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his writing style was great. Um, yeah, I but agree. maybe the things that happen, they do happen, but they're so far away from my world. But like, this is just too bad to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true maybe maybe yeah i don't know um yeah so now we'll move on and talk about some other films and books that we've read and how yeah. the film adaptions have been so is there any film book that you've read and you feel like the film has actually been really good uh, the help by katherine stockers that was mm. quite good for me. Mm. Uh, what was so good about it I think the humor, like I got the 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 the, the feel of the humor, the funny bits of it, mm-hmm. and even the painful bits of it, like when mm-hmm. Aidley 
Is it A-B? A-Lim? I can't remember. Um, I think her name did start with an A. The, the woman that's played by Viola Davis. It was, it, it, I loved in the in the film as much as I did in the book, if not more. Yeah. I think it did a good job at like the, the cast was mm-hmm. well suited. Even yeah. though you dislike, um, they portrayed, they were portrayed really well. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the acting wasn't lacking. The emotion wasn't lacking. No, it was the acting was really strong. It was a really good film. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't read the book, but just watching the film, I was like, this is a really good fi- like, film. So I wish I'd read yeah. the book beforehand. Yeah, you, I, I feel like if you read the book, you would enjoy it. Because I remember uh, when I was in the sixth form, there's this guy, uh, he had watched The Help. And I told him, I was like, oh my God, like, there's a book. Uh, you should read the book. I was like, but then I watched the film, and then he used to he used to walk in every day in the morning. He still had his book in in, in his hand, and he was reading. Oh. <laughs> he was watching the film, so I think it's still possible too. Mm, that's true. Yeah, maybe I will. I think I should. I definitely should. Yeah. 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 Um. What else have you read that you thought was done really well as a film, or did really poorly as a film? Or what's the one um, that you absolutely hated? Like, it's your number one worst film adaptation of a book. Frank McCourt, Angela's Ashes. Oh, okay. I have not read this one. You've always made me, you always recommended it to me, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, 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 ba- it's based on his life. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he, he, he's, it's set, set an island, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I can't remember the exact years, but it's it's quite it's so in the in, in the book there's just so much detail that just isn't captured in the film. Mm-hmm. I just I, I I can't put my finger on exactly what's missing, but I mm-hmm. I think they could have done a better job. Okay. Okay. Yeah, in terms of like evoking, especially for for his mom, like yeah. they, I felt more empathy for his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is they're really poor. His dad. His dad. Uh, they come back from from America to Ireland, yeah. and be treated like outsiders. They oh. can't get any benefits and stuff like that. And they're really poor. Yeah. And it's basically about their struggle. And then in the end, he ends up running back to America. Mm-hmm. Siblings in school, they're mistreated and all sorts of things. He gets ill, and he's still mistreated. Like it's all about that whole process of turmoil. And it was the time when um, Ireland was still being was still under British rule. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, the, the, the history of behind it is interesting as well. They try to yeah. dive into that. But still, like, it's just still lacking. Like, I can't even... Mm, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the worst one. Maybe I think it's because all this, like, like, what you've just told me is like, and what we've been discussing earlier was that the, f- the books that have a lot to do, like, really intense emotion and, like, really complex characters yeah you're like changed by like i don't know life situations it's really hard for it to reflect in books because it's just so like emotion dread does that make sense yeah. emotion led so that you could the say book- the same thing about the help which or maybe it's the different times as well that the film was made true maybe the help was made when was it like 2014 when it came out I can't yeah remember. yeah so that, that became the break. Maybe the actors were also desperate because Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis both had a break from that film. Yeah, that's true. That's true. More experience. Yeah. Um, I guess so. Whereas, like, 
with beloved Oprah mm-hmm. had that many acting roles at that time. Yeah. But she went into depression after she did um the beloved. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. I keep digressing. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just trying to find like for me personally, I feel like the films that do like the film adaptations of books that do really well, it's usually like action, young adult, um, films that are not that yeah. emo- books that are not that like emotional and like like, I can't ever imagine anyone ever doing a film of A Little Life just because you cannot ever <laughs> capture that pain in a film and have it translate really well or have the audience even feel that unless you've read the book. So, like, those type of really, like, feel, like, when you really, like, a book just that has lots of feelings in it and a lot of emotions. I think, though, depth, you know what? It's hard to translate to a film. I think, though, A Little Life would be n- not as challenging because. Really? Physical pain. And I feel like physical pain is easier to portray. There's emotional pain yeah. alongside physical pain, right? Yeah. But you use the physical pain and emotional pain in a uh, symbiotic way. True, but then a lot of people say that a little life is just like pain porn, basically. It's just a man. It is. So, pain. <laughs> so imagine that in a film, you just see this man getting like abused cutting hurting himself abused by so many people again and again literally just be like watching just something just really gruesome physically i just i don't think you'd be able to capture what he's going through internally as well yeah well we shall wait in case there's one i don't think I, I hope there isn't a film for Little Life. Just think, I would oh, not watch it. Anyway, I would, I would not watch it. I would watch it, but I'd be really scared. I feel like they'd probably do a bad job. Yeah, and I, I get your point, though. I get your point. Yeah, um, yeah. like for but me, yeah. um, the films that do really well um, have been like Hungry Games, Maze Runner, The Handmaid's Tale, Vampire Diaries. Oh, yeah. I feel like, yeah, those do quite well as films because they're Mm. not too, they don't have too much like emotional depth. They have to portray of the character. There's a lot of action, there's a lot of different scenes. There's kind of like this adventure. So it does quite well. Or like, um, but then again, Pride and Prejudice, I think, is a good film. I really like it. Um, Yeah, I think I personally enjoyed the film more than yeah um, oh really yeah oh, I, I, I Pride and Prejudice is literally one of my favorite books of all time I love it's your favorite book oh one my one of my favorites really? I really I think, Pride and Prejudice wow I had no idea that was like that's high on your list yeah no it's I actually might, that high just if I can appreciate it to the same degree but I don't think I did no really um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, I think maybe it's because it's all about, like, love and marriage and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I don't usually gravitate to um, books like that in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only book that's based around family, mm-hmm. oh, God, there's a book called the Trail of Broken Wings. If they ever make a film about that book, I am not watching that film. <laughs> Who's it by? Um, wait, I'll search for the author and then I'll let you know. Yeah. I can't but A Train of Broken Wings is just so, it's like it literally broken wings. Like it's about a family 
the dad abusing the mom, the kids, except for one daughter. Yeah. Who was always the favorite. So everyone else gets abused except for this one young daughter. Yeah. And she's really blind to everyone else's abuse. Yeah. Okay. Even saying it now, my heart is sinking. Oh my God. It's just. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I trade off both things. I'll find the, the details. Uh, okay. Hmm. And share it with you. I feel, I feel like okay. classic novels, it's easier for them to be done as films. Like Little Women, I'm not sure if you've read or seen the film. but um, I've read the book, but I haven't seen the film. The book is pretty good. I read the book when I was quite young, so I didn't really remember all of everything about the book. But when I watched yeah. the film, I thought it captured the essence of the book, definitely. Okay. It was pretty good. I think uh, film representations tend to go really well if it's about something that happened in real life. Mm. More than if it rather than when it was fiction really do you not think because like i'm trying i can name a lot of uh true stories made into movies that are so good um maybe because i no book there was no biography that i read mm. um, i think oh the film was good yeah really yeah yeah do you not think Hunger okay. Games as well so, did pretty well. I think it literally did really, really good as a book and as films. Well, you have to sell that one to me because I have not been compelled to pick up either. Really? So why should I read The Hunger Games or why should I watch The Hunger Games? I think The Hunger Games is a classic. It's like really, it's like a, it's like a classic dystopian novel. Like there's so many things in it that you can get from it. Like, it's not yeah. a simple story about kids fighting each other. I think it's a lot right. more than that. And it's a lot more about trying to, like, I don't know, give... It, it kind of inspires kids to feel like if there is something that I disagree with with society, mm. and it makes them understand how systems of oppression work a little bit more. It actually okay. how it works systematically. Systematic oppression. Yeah, yeah, literally how it kind of works like that. So it gives kids a really good, like, way into get to grips with that and also mm, okay. gives them the feeling that they have some agency and some power this is why i like um getting book recommendations from people yeah. because i feel like i would judge a book like the hunger games to me there's nothing captivating about the title yeah like even if i was scrolling through netflix i wouldn't really? be cool. maybe it's because you missed maybe it's because you didn't really get into that genre much like maze runner and all those books like alex Reed, that's true read all those type of books when you're young no no uh, i was i you know when i was young i was into the legal thrillers like oh. we all love have legal thriller fiction that's like so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird okay so you kind of missed all of this then yeah yeah and also you have to remember the fact that like, i remember i can't remember if we said in the last episode that like i've always been the anti-hype person like if it's a hype is good you're such a yeah that's the, man that's the thing like sometimes it's like a guilty to like say okay i know it's being hyped up i'll read that i'm like no i'm not gonna read it just because everyone is reading it kind of thing i just I, I get i get what you mean but sometimes you just have to read it too to see why everyone's hyping it and you might just as well get into the hype too that's true yeah absolutely but that's that's why i'm listening to someone else's uh, perspective on the book i didn't really like the first two films of twilight that much mm. i think they're quite actually poor films but i only liked them because i was really into twilight when i was young um, it was a phase. twilight was the phase with yeah yeah Tw- twilight was massive it's like literally it was my life and i was like 
I don't know. I actually don't know what film. Oh, okay. A film that's really weird and I really didn't like was I read have you read um Dracula by Bram Stoker? No. The film is so weird. The film is so it's so like it's so like uh, it's just so hard to get through. <laughs> it's so strange. It's, it's it's really really weird. I guess they didn't really stick to it. I don't think this it was just so strange. You should read Dracula. I think it's Dracula is really good. Okay. Really good. Send me the of, Amazon link. Okay. I think you can even find the book for free. I don't think oh. it's one of those classics where you can probably okay. find it to download for free somewhere online. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll find myself a, a bank holiday treat. Yeah, do it. You, you should definitely. If I'm gonna be immersed in like escape reality. It, it, it's good. It's quite scary, um, but it's good. It's quite dark as well. Yeah, okay. I I liked it. So maybe some people find it a bit slow paced at some points. But yeah. I'm fine reading that those type of books. But yeah, the film is just really awful, really awful. Um, was it too scary? No, it was just it was just super strange. It was like Beloved on drugs. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. I'm just yeah. like, that, what am I actually watching? Yeah, I literally couldn't. We couldn't get. I couldn't get through it. Just had to stop it like a third of the way through. We're like now. Nah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah that's interesting that's really but interesting another classic book that does really well as a film is like films like great gatsby like i mm. know the books are quite everyone loves the books but i feel like the great gatsby is super boring i'm really not interested in it have you read it um i i i don't think i've ever read the whole thing but i've read i haven't read the whole thing too i've tried twice and i just couldn't <laughs> finish it Something so about, it's about flamboyant parties. Yeah, and that man who loves okay. Daisy is a Gatsby who loves Daisy, and that's yeah. guy, but Daisy never loves him. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just wasn't, I just, just didn't like it. But the film, the I film, like, yeah. I on like the other him. hand, yeah, no, I, I agree. So good. Yeah, it looks really good. I like the directing, and also, yeah. the, I feel like it immerses you in that world better than the book does. I guess maybe it's the accessibility of the writing. Yeah. One thing for me where I was stuck was try visualizing, imagining what's going on and stuff. Yeah. And the film fills that gap easily, effortlessly for me. Yeah, so maybe same. I managed to watch the film then rather than read the read book. Read the book. I, I, I don't think I remember much from reading the book or what I imagined when I was reading the book, but like the film, it's quite... Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Romeo and Juliet as well. I know some people don't like the film, the one that was directed by Baz Luhrmann, but I thought yeah. it was pretty good, the way it looked visually. I thought it was really nice. Yeah. The acting was good yeah. too. And I thought if you yeah. couldn't really read all of Romeo and Juliet, if you just watched the film alone, it was good enough. Yeah, yeah. It's enough to tell you the main plot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Hidden Figures. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that? that one was quite the book is quite good mm-hmm. quite, it's, it's quite easy to read like I think for me it's, it's easy to read because I like facts and mm-hmm. too much dialogue and stuff you don't like too much dialogue no like do you remember what I say Little Life doesn't have that much that's why I actually got through the book oh. <laughs> um, 
So it's it's not it's prose. There's so much prose in it. Like I was snapping it up so easy. Really? Yeah, it's like a biography of four women in hidden figures, right? Yeah. Um, you 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 get to see. Um, it's it, it's quite relatable in the sense that like. It's from it, it feels familiar when you read the book, mm-hmm. but not specifically, obviously. Yeah. What What did you think about the film then? Um, I liked Taraji P Henson, so obviously yeah. I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't. And yeah, and all the others, I, I like all of them. It was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors did a good job, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's just that prime example of what mm-hmm. Hollywood does with skewing um stories that are about people of color and just end up centering white people yeah you know the toilet scene that never happened yeah that's a disservice to um i can't remember the woman's name her story yeah it is you know because that's not what happened for her and if the intent of the film was to tell her story Mm -hmm. then huge keep all the facts right and true yeah yeah and and that's what distorts history in people's eyes because no one is going back and reading about this woman all they're getting is from the film right yeah exactly yeah when you talk about oh this is what happened and people challenge you and say but actually this happened but then it becomes it debate now it doesn't exactly it does yeah yeah. on that note though as well uh help the help Mm -hmm. is Kind of, uh, I want to say we're called White Savior Films. It kind of is. Yeah, it, it, it. I really like The Help. So I kind of make it an exception. <laughs> to be fair, The Help as well, doesn't it's, it's, its purpose doesn't really serve that anyway. Like, I don't really have too much grievance with The Help because it's just, it's just one of those type of books about racism that just falls yeah. into that White Savior complex. Just like To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird is essentially yeah. white savior novel. But um, it is, yeah. I think it's fine because at the end of the day, this these books are usually targeted to like school kids, anyways. Mm. And I know it's yeah. kind of, it does mislead them a little bit because it's not representative of reality. But I think it's fine to have such stories as well, and to yeah. Do you think though that that's why um, people like Toni Morrison, mm-hmm. uh, um, what's it called? I, I, can't, I, can't, I don't know how to say it. But like she's um, she's not she's not she's not the radical, but like she's adamant that she's writing for black people. Yeah, and center anyone else in her stories, mm-hmm. and she stands out so much. Yeah. Yeah. Opposed to the fact that everyone else, because if in order to sell, you have to accommodate everyone. Yeah. And that's the phenomenon that we see in Hollywood. Hollywood churns out films for a predominantly white audience yeah. like that. So obviously, even the Green Book, um, I watched, I didn't finish the film, I'm not going to judge it, but like, um, I remember there was some backlash about like the film actually, some of the things didn't happen like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the, kind of the same thing. The, yeah. the guy was teaching how to eat chicken, and people were like, this is just, mm. you know, appalling kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't know about that one specifically. But yeah, I think it, it's, it's to do with making the movie sell. Mm, yeah. That's true. yeah. And to be fair, white audiences are not going to want that. 
and they're made also by predominantly white industry so yeah they're not gonna want to yeah, like make that, that most of the not... directors are white yeah. so they yeah. probably have these blind spots that they, they don't even know that they have yeah exactly um what have you been reading this week um so i i'm almost done because last time i was reading um i just forgot the title of the book i was reading <laughs> You were reading Beloved too, so that's yes. your weekly reads. Yes, yes. I oh I, I read Beloved in two days. I'm very proud. After like a reading slump. <laughs> um has do you think it's gotten you back into like reading again? That that fervor to read and to like definitely consume everything. Because I've got I I I found Beloved on my Kindle, right? Because mm-hmm. I knew I can't I couldn't remember was the physical copy. Did I give it away? Yeah. Uh, copy so i started going through i've got two kindles as well don't ask me how i do <laughs> <laughs> one of them was a birthday present the other one is just there oh, okay. yeah. yeah um so i was going through them and i found uh a lot more books i found house of stone which you also recommended to oh, yeah. me yeah um there's so many books in my kindle i think i've got like 18 books that i could read oh wow so yeah, what let me read it what what are you gonna read next? I'm gonna read the bluest eye. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I've got the uh, bluest eye, and there's one called "This Will Be My Undoing" by Sam Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. Um, and House of Stone, obviously. Yeah, those are the uh, next on your reading list. Any more? There's so many. Um. No, well, what are you, what are you so, going to read this week on the next coming week? So I'm finishing off An Orchestra of Minorities. Okay. Yeah. By Shikosi Ovioma. That book is actually such a simple storyline, but it's yeah. easy to read, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a very, I'll, I'll, uh, I won't tell you the details of the story until I've finished it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's set in Nigeria and stuff like that. And I'm past halfway. I've been reading a chapter a day. Okay. Um, Mm. yeah so i had a nice flow mm. um, the, uh, the challenge to reading beloved yeah it uh, <laughs> really helped i'm excited now i'm really excited i didn't have that excitement it's excitement anymore oh really yeah not not to the mm. same extent like i was always piling up books but i just wasn't touching them yeah i get you sometimes it's like that but some for me, yeah. if I if I get like that, the book I'm reading needs to be changed. It's not inspiring me. Or really? yeah, like if I read something or I'm reading something and I feel like I'm not being drawn back into it. Yeah. I either pick up a new book and read that alongside that one, or okay. I just leave it completely for the time being until I get ready back to reading it. Okay. Because okay. sometimes you you start reading a book, then you realize mm, I'm not really in the mood for this type of like story right now. Or this type yeah. of non-fiction. So I just just move on to something else and leave it on my side bedside yeah, table. It could have been that though. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah. I think maybe it's just after I've recovered from a little life. <laughs> maybe, maybe you finally <laughs> have. <laughs> Who was it? Did you say that uh your friend couldn't uh touch a book for like two months or something? No, even longer than it was like six months. Yeah, she couldn't read after that. She just found everything like really boring in comparison just empty i think yeah i i think maybe it just does desensitize you to a like a happy story 
Yeah. And also, I think it's because it's actually an emotional roller coaster. You feel so exhausted after you're like, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's just, it takes a lot on you emotionally reading that novel. Like, I cried multiple times throughout that book. Yeah. I had a box of tissues and I never buy tissues. Um, so, Um, but what are you reading? This week I have read, um, I've been reading two books. I've just started reading them, but I probably will finish them soon. So I'm currently reading The British Museums by Dan Hicks. And it's on the Benin Bronzes, Colonial Violence and Cultural Restitution. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's a really interesting um, nonfiction book. Very, very dense I do not recommend reading this book unless you've studied you know, like, when you say that that just makes me want to read it no like, honestly okay. I don't I don't think it's basically Dan Hicks I think he's like um I think he's like one of the head curators or something in I can't remember what museum mm. it is but it's something rivers Pitt Rivers Museum in Oxford yeah. So, like, he's has a lot of experience to do with museums and to do with history. And, like, so, like, a lot of the stuff he he's basing his, like, knowledge off of and a lot of stuff he mentions is yeah. very, um, you literally would have had to have studied it, I think, personally. Like, oh, he, okay. so if you don't know that background, I think it just is really hard to get through. For me, it makes even you now, work. Yeah, even being outside of like academia for two years i am like oh yeah i remember all this stuff but it's just mm-hmm. like it's a lot like it's your 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 final year uh dissertation was on that as well wasn't it? yeah it was on museums like on the british museum and he also talks about the british museum going off of the british museums like upon on that but mm-hmm. yeah it's very like i think he should only read it if you're really ready for a bit of study and like when I read this book I have to make notes and I go through it after I read like a few pages I think about what he's talked about and then I write it down as like just summary notes because I know if I don't do that it just goes I'm like my brain is like a sieve so (laughs) (laughs) from what you've read so far Mm -hmm. what's uh the most eye-opening thing that you found um, I think the most eye-opening thing was the way in which like talks about how we understand museum space and how we understand museum objects and how we understand how like narratives of history like how histories are like created basically Mm. and he talks about so apart from all the theories and stuff that he talks about and um, having like little rap battle like kind of like a rap battle like rap academic battle with like other academics um he talks a lot about how um the Benin bronzes why like the context in which they were stolen in Mm. I found that quite fascinating and why you can't like when you go to the museum when you read the placards they tell you that the Benin bronzes was were taken as part of a punitive expedition Mm. as a retaliation for their men being killed earlier by um the Benin and the way in which language plays a role in creating this idea that Benin was a place of like it was like a place of darkness yeah the reason why Benin bronzes was, were looted and why they're all around the world is literally because of like 
this thing he called militaristic corporate capitalism. So it, the oh, re- okay. Yeah, so it was like a connection with capitalism, um, yeah. corporations, and like military action, which kind of like brought out, um, which is why, yeah, the Benin yeah. city was sacked. So it's just looking at all of those different aspects and connecting them together. And yeah, just exposing the real history of what happened in Benin. And the context around it, yeah. And what was happening with, like, slavery and what was happening with, like, the export and trade of, like, things like palm oil and rubber. And then also Mm. looking at new technologies, like, I think there was a new type of gun that was invented around then and how that connected together. Anyways, I'm going on about this a lot, so. No, that is actually quite fascinating. Actually, you know, does he ever, because the other, um, I remember there was this... um, no, I think there was this society about like um back the, the Benin bronzes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the common argument is who do you bring give them back to? Mm. If even if they're not like repatriated and sent like go back to um Nigeria or Benin, at least change the narratives in the history museum. Yeah. I think that's like main grievance as well. It's like you're portraying the situation completely falsely. You're misleading the public. You're misleading so many people and so many ways in which you understand the world, our past, our history and how things happen. And that's really dangerous as well. We just went way off. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I also read quite... um, I'm also reading Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse or Hesse. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. So basically, Steppenwolf is a poetical self-portrait of a man who felt himself to be half human and half wolf. Uh, it's just a very interesting um, novel. Very. Where did you get this book? My God. It's, it's like That's... a classic. It's one of those classics. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just thought, mm, this is going to be... I, I've, it's, it's been on my reading list for like years. And I really oh, just okay. got around to reading it. And last week, I actually finished reading Take a Hint, Danny Brown um, by okay. Talia Hibbert. She's a... I think she's Black British author. Um, and it's a really like <laughs> I don't really read rom coms, but it's it's very <laughs> like rom com, very like romance comedy, very very steamy. So I don't suggest reading this book <laughs> around other people <laughs> or in public because it's so so steamy. I didn't even know it was gonna be that steamy going in. I just thought, oh, rom com. The title mm-hmm. doesn't suggest that though. That's the thing. No, it doesn't at all. So when I was reading some of the things, I was like, oh my goodness, what am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really good book. Um, it's a good book to like if you're just kind of in a rut and you want something yeah. to just feel like just as like I don't know give you some I don't know just love you and give you a yeah. yeah and for it to be an easy read for you to actually have okay. fun reading it like those times where I did laugh um there were yeah. some sad bits but they weren't that sad um it was just a really really good book so I definitely recommend if you don't really read rom-coms you should read Take a Hint Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert it's it's really really entertaining guys i think we're all done for this week thank you for listening into this podcast and we shall see you in our next episode